So I noticed that there is a Zion Williamson, nice little 2K box. I have the same one in the background. He seems pretty muscular and slim in that photo. Um, what are your thoughts on Zion now compared to Zion in that picture or just in life? What are my thoughts about Zion in life? Or like, just like, you know, like how he's doing how he's food doing wise. Food wise. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we saw that he fractured his foot, which I Scary. honestly feel like people are just sweeping under the rug. Like that's not a normal injury. You know, considering what he's doing, it's different if he's like playing football or something. But to my understanding, he fractured his foot training and he said he was going too hard. And like nobody cares. We're just like sweeping this under the rug. Like, you know, just absolutely nothing happened. So to be honest, I'm a little worried. And I know you guys have heard about the rumors and, you know, the fact that he's been quote unquote partying and all that. I don't care about that. Dude's 21. But uh, what I do care about is. Is he in shape? Is he going to be good to start the season? <laughs> it's really funny. It's like he fractured his foot and everyone's like poking him with a stick. He's like, be transcendent already. You know, be the next LeBron already. We're waiting. Come on. Like, <laughs> um, but what did you think about the, uh, did you read the article? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're talking about that, uh, that David Griffin piano. Uh, <laughs> I love how it's officially the David Griffin piano article. That's what it's referred to as. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Zion refute David and Zion refuted what was said in that article. And I, I'm glad they did because regardless of what did or didn't happen, uh, at the end of the day, you want to put out any fire, any media fire before it really gets started. Even, if you have some bad feelings uh now in that zion williamson interview where he refuted you know the david griffin article much has been made of your relationship with griff and with the organization do you want to maybe take a minute just to kind of clarify where you all are and where you stand and how you feel that might be the best question of the day i'm glad you asked that i feel like nobody's ever asked me that so i'm glad you asked i love it here uh I love the city of New Orleans. Um, my relationship with Griff, I don't think he can play the piano last time I checked. But yeah, uh, it's all love with me and Griff. His body language, like I'm not a, psych a psychologist or anything like that. I didn't major in psychology, but his body language just seemed a little weird to me. It's, it wasn't like the typical happy-go-lucky Zion. It's like, oh man, I'm tired of this. You know what I'm saying? I want to get more into this foot thing. I think you're completely right. When it was, when all this kind of came up and it was like, oh, Zion's foot is, you know, it's healing. We expect him to be back in the regular, uh, for the regular season. I was like, wait, I, Zion's hurt? I feel like a fractured foot because you a were overdoing foot. it during training, in his own words, because he, you have a chip on your shoulder, which I get. I mean, Zion, of course, wants to be, I'm assuming, wants to be the best player in the NBA, wants to go to the playoffs, wants to do all we these hope. things. We hope. Yeah. We would hope. I'm, I'm just yeah. assuming. That's, a, that's an assumption. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's a fair but assumption. To me, that is very scary when you combine... Now, I'm not going to go out and just be like, all right, Zion gained this amount of weight. But it does look like, you know, he didn't come into that press conference looking slim. He doesn't look or slim. Slimmer, yeah. You know, which I would think personally with a foot injury, you would really want to slim down. Possibly you don't want to add weight because, you know, when you're a big man like that, jumping up your explosiveness, when you come down, you're landing on, you know, that weight. 
I would think maybe slim down a bit. He seems to have done the opposite. That is a very scary injury. Now, of course, with med, uh, current medical, you know, science, modern science, modern medicine, uh, you know, players he have healed from those injuries at a higher rate. If this were to happen 15 years ago, it could be a massive, massive story, but it's definitely something to, you know, just to keep checking in on. And I'm, I, if I was a Pelicans fan, that would horrify me knowing that my six foot seven power forward, who's known for leaping out of the building and that's how he scores. I mean, like that's not exactly how he scores, but that's what he's known for. And he does have, you know, the highlight plays for him to get injured during practice. That's a little scary. Like, was he throwing down monster dunks and everything? I saw Jalen Brown recently. He was in a uh, scrimmage with Ben Simmons. They were doing three V three and that man was not moving. He was, you know, playing at, 10 20 percent uh pace because he doesn't want to get injured so close to the season i'm not really sure what happened to zion but also it's kind of weird don't you think that the that more info wasn't leaked about why he got hurt just that he was going really hard with a chip on his shoulder it's a little weird to me the, i mean like if there's one thing that i've noticed from the uh nola piano article that i actually agree with is the fact that zion and the pelicans have always been very cryptic about zion's injuries why zion isn't playing like if you remember going back to the bubble zion left the bubble for supposed personal issues do you, but apparently, according to the piano article, which I don't know if we're going to take seriously or not, because you could make an argument to take it seriously because Griff and Zion are probably going to come out and deny it or not take it seriously because they did deny it. But historically, the Pelicans have always been very secretive about Zion, why he's injured, why he isn't playing. So why do you think the reason for that would be? So my major concern with the New Orleans Pelicans right now is obviously uh, Zion's health. But beyond that, it's does Zion trust the Pelicans? Because apparently Zion's whole frustration with the Pelicans started when, you know, he came, uh, he returned to the bubble out of shape when he returned to play and he was out of shape. And the Pelicans were trying to uh, limit him, make sure, you know, before they let him go, he was ready before before they let him go like he was fully in shape. Um, you know, it's a really delicate situation because a lot of times, you know, you ha I don't want to say you have to protect players from themselves, but in situations like this, you do need to protect players from themselves. But you're also risking that player becoming frustrated and maybe starting to resent the organization. And, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans are not. Uh, a, a star destination so it's like okay do we keep zion healthy or do we risk his health and keep him happy yeah i mean it happened with michael jordan most famously i would say for anyone who's watched the last dance which i know most people have or a lot of people have um i know a lot of people knew this story before but you know michael jordan was out broken foot right broken foot correct am i correct um what anyway uh, Michael Jordan missed almost his entire second season with an injury and came back on a minutes restriction. Uh, he was only playing about, I think he was allowed 10 minutes a game or 12 minutes a game or something like that when he first came back. But the Bulls straight up told him like you 100% should not come back. We are, they won like 35 games that year. 
they tried to get him not to play and he was like no absolutely not like what are you tanking what are you trying to that's why you're trying to hold me off the court and yes this happened in the 1986 season if you look it's like a huge outlier in mike's career because he only averaged 22.7 points a game but that's because he only averaged 25 minutes a game this was actually i think I think during this season, he scored eight points against, I'm looking right now, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that was the only time as a Chicago Bull he ever scored in single digits. And that was because he was held on a minutes restriction that year. He had eight points in 16 minutes. So yeah, but there is an alternate universe out there where Michael Jordan re-injures himself in his second season. And that sets up a trajectory that is not goat apex status the team was trying to save him from him and i mean it worked out for mike but yeah i mean i think i think if that happens maybe more in modern times maybe it's you're right it's hard because you have a like they had a michael jordan type talent you have a zion type talent when these guys are saying like okay yeah we want to we want to play like why why are you holding me out i'm perfectly healthy the trainer or whatever you get a medical clearance and they are competitive guys. It's hard to hold them off the court, but they could end up hurting themselves horribly. And yeah, if I was Zion, if I'm Clay, if I'm any of these guys coming back from injuries, this like why does Zion have to come back for t for the beginning of the regular season? Like obviously, for our own entertainment standpoint, I'd love to see Zion back. I want to see him playing right away. But if you're dealing with a foot injury, like take your time be a hundred percent with like five different doctors get cleared by everyone because that is scary. I mean, in the Pelicans case, according to this NOLA.com article, all you really have to do is get David Griffin to call Zion into his office and maybe play like just the two of us. Just imagine like being Zion. All right, first of all, let me give you guys the background of this story. Like uh, for the viewers that didn't read the NOLA article, pretty much the entire like 10 minute read summarized in like 30 seconds is Zion Williamson during his rookie year started to resent the New Orleans Pelicans because they were really babying him and putting him on minutes restrictions during his injury. He wanted to return sooner than he could. The Pelicans were a little afraid to allow him to come back so soon. Event And as a result, there was some sort of resentment between him and David Griffin. And according to this article, David Griffin tried really hard in Zion's rookie year to forge a bond. One example is during the Pelicans bubble stay, David Griffin asked to meet with Zion Williamson and played the piano for him. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm just trying to imagine like Zion going into David Griffin's office saying, yo, Griff, when can I play? And you see like David Griffin, like on the piano saying, I see the crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all. And then like Zion just walking out. Like <laughs> we got to do, we got to do karaoke in, um, in Cali for rolling loud. No. We, we, we got to do karaoke. I didn't, I didn't know you had those vocals. Uh, I mean, like, no, I mean, like, it just, I'm, first of all, I don't know if this is real or not. I, because, like, first of all, how could it be real? Like, was there another person in the room saying, oh, shit, wait That's until so the new, awkward. like, yeah, wait until the outlets hear this, bro. Like, Imagine just, like, you just, a play, I can imagine just, like, playing piano for one person is a pretty, like, intimate thing, it feels like. You're just playing music for another guy. <laughs> You're sitting there. You know what I think would be way funnier of a scenario? Like, if if 
David Griffith, if he was actually like a gigantic beginner at piano and him and Zion were taking the journey together, like he was playing him hot cross buns and was like just looking for Zion's approval. Do you, do you think do you think uh, David Griffin attempted to do this with uh, with Kyrie Irving when Kyrie Irving demanded his trades like, yo, Kyrie, <laughs> yeah. come here. And then like LeBron and David Griffin were in the office and they were like playing the piano. There might have been like a pinkish hue, you know, trying to set the mood <laughs> like that, that got him out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, that probably did not work on Kyrie Irving. But <laughs> So not to get lost in the Pelicans talk, um, I'm actually really excited about the team. Uh, love Trey Murphy, Nikhil, Brandon Ingram. Speaking of Nikhil and Brandon Ingram, uh, these guys have been hosting practices. They've been meeting up with Coach Willie Green. You know, um, they've been holding it down, and Trey Murphy's been embracing New Orleans. You know, um, first round draft pick from this season. Uh, I'm really, I'm really excited, man, and I hope that in all of this Zion mess, that it, you know. Um, the love for Brandon Ingram and Nikhil and all of these guys stepping up, you know, doesn't get lost because I'm loving what I'm seeing from a leadership standpoint, especially from B.I., who I feel like has become like a forgotten about piece of that uh, of the Anthony Davis trade, which is even crazy to say. Or at least a forgotten about piece in New Orleans, because it just feels like everybody's always talking about Zion. So can we get the get like coop official prediction for the Pelican season? Where do you guys think you finish this year? Six seed, easy. Six seed. Six seed. Six wow. seed, easy. Easy. And I go five easy. seed and I get laughed out the freaking We're window. better than the Bulls. We're definitely oh better God. than the we Bulls. Oh, my God. We got you like game three. We have a better top to bottom roster than we the are, Chicago Bulls. Lonzo's about to drop 40 on your fucking head. Your season is banking on how good Lonzo is. Been there. What? That's not done true. that. That, that is true. Y'all are expecting that, him to be a difference how maker. How is that? That's not true. That Our season's you're, making you're expecting. so many things. We have multiple things. Just like any team, we have multiple things. It's like, all right, can Lonzo fit well with Zach? Can Lonzo take another step up in his development? Can Zach, can Zach, perhaps, can Zach perhaps take a leap into a top 15, top 10 player in the NBA? Can Patrick Will can Patrick Williams continue his development into a potential defensive stopper at the wing slash power forward position? How well does DeMar DeRozan fit into the offense? Um, are we able to cover up his liability on defense? Uh, is Vucevic? How does the pick and pop duo work with Zach and with Lonzo? There's a lot. How does Kobe White? How does he adjust to life off the bench? Is he able to step up and earn his money for his next contract because he's still a player that has potential? Uh, how about um, Alex Crusoe? What does he provide off the bench for the Bulls? Is he uh, able to provide leadership for Lonzo and give us that defensive spark? There's a lot. So you think, uh, so I'm going to... No, no, no. Uh, you got to uh, let me reply to that. Yeah, yeah. For go one, for it. Go for it. Not being super literal. I didn't think you would dive into the 50 million things that the Bulls <laughs> need to go right. There's a lot going on. <laughs> but you didn't answer my question. I think you got you got lost in um, the dialogue or the mono, monologue. Uh, so with, with uh, Lonzo Ball, you think the Bulls will be a playoff team if Lonzo Ball is bad? If he's bad? Well, I don't expect him to be bad. That'd be like the same thing. Well, that'd be the same thing as me going if Brandon Ingram is bad. Well, you could say well, our season's baking on how good Brandon Ingram is, and I'd be like, well, you might be well, right. Well, I would say if he's the same or better, then yeah, we're good. If he's bad, then of course. So we're, if yeah, he's I mean, bad, that's, then that's, you're not a playoff team. 
So um, that, well, that'll depend on still some stuff because we. I mean, so at that like point, I we, said, at, at that point, then at that point, then we would have to, of course, the Bulls. Um, I hate when people rip into people for saying we when they're talking about their own team, but I know people do that. But anyway, we the Bulls. I'm a member. We have Kobe White and Alex Crusoe still at the point guard spot. So I mean, if if Lonzo is not as good as expected, then yes, we would have some other options. However, I think we'll be just fine with Lonzo. And I think, I think, you know what? I don't want to take shots. However, I think, think Lonzo Ball, um, maybe, you know, there's some saltiness coming your way because he chose the beautiful city of Chicago over New Orleans. And um, now you want him to fail. You mean the Pelicans let him go is that what you're trying to say no because regardless of what he wanted he didn't really have a choice yeah he signed with the bulls yeah he was a restricted free agent yeah that signed with the bulls what are you talking about Every and the pelicans, pelicans could match the pelicans could have easily matched the offer every restricted free agent does not have a choice it's in the they have a choice where they the could team. sign yeah and then, and and then the team yeah but he sign. doesn't the, yeah, so it, the ball was in the court of the Pelicans. It wasn't in the court of Lonzo Ball at all. Yeah, the Pelicans pretty much said that. Okay, they, well, we if don't it's think your he's worth front that office much. making the decision whether or not they should keep Lonzo and he ends up on the Bulls, I'm very happy with what's happening. I mean, yeah, I, I could understand your enthusiasm given that this might be the most competitive your team has been in almost a decade, and you might yeah. get a sixth or seventh seed, so I'm very happy for you. <laughs> We're going <laughs> number five. We will not be in that play-in game. It will not be happening. Yo, you're talking crazy, bro. <laughs> you're crazy? talking crazy. What is that? That's yo. literally... That's yo, 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 let, yo, 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 yo. I just got to see how they look. I just got to see how they look. I'm not a, I'm not a Bulls homer. I just got to see what the, what the product on the court looks That's like. That's clearly before. not crazy, though. Number five seed. So that should, that'd be your highest finish in like 10 years. Okay, yeah, yeah, but since Derrick Rose, yeah. So that's, that's pretty crazy. That's a crazy but That's not crazy. We're a completely new, new team. Yo, Laceheads, if you're at this point in the pod, please All go right, to the comment section down below. I agree and with Laceheads. It's either Laceheads or Lacers, so I, I went with Laceheads. Um, if you're, uh, guys, uh, what about Coopers? All right, guys, if you got to this point in the pod, and uh, please let us know in the comment section down below where you think the Pelicans are going to finish and where you think the Bulls are going to finish. Personally, like, dude, Coop, addressing your side of the argument, you, ahead of the Pelicans, I got the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Mavericks, maybe, and the Suns. And, oh, yeah, I forgot Kawhi's injured. And the Suns in Nor and the Jazz in no particular order. Um, one. You, yeah, you sorry, got the, you, one. Here, I'll go in order. Okay. Mavericks, Nuggets, Warriors, Clippers, yeah, I've got Lakers, seven, if Suns. I mean, unless if like there's a huge leap, which again, I do think the Pelicans have the ceiling to okay, make so a huge leap. Would it would it okay if Zion's healthy, what's the Pelicans' weakness? Serious question. What are they bad at? Devontae Graham shoots under 40%. We don't we don't know how their spacing is. The spacing's gonna be good. Devontae Graham. Um, Brandon Ingram, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Trey Murphy. They they got shooters now, bro. They got shooters around, to put around Zion Williamson. And even Val could step out and knock down the three. Well, who, he is a massive upgrade over Steven Adams. Uh, uh, you could look at the stats. Not on high volume, but he can. But he can step out and knock down the three. If you, hey, know, man. The stats, you know that. Very low 
frequency shooter. But he can hey, do it. But, hey, so, and that could be because of the Memphis Grizzlies play style. What do you think of the uh, Pelicans four-point line in their practice facility, by the way? Oh, oh, we're coming different. That tells you. That tells you we're gonna have some 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 elite spacing, bro. Well, a few other teams have this, but I do like I do like this concept. Yeah, they um, do. They do for sure. Uh, I do like the concept there. I, I saw, don't know if I like I the saw, concept to be honest with you. Um, I think. Well, I think it's because. Well, I don't. I'm assuming they're not like you know shooting four point shots. I think it's more. I would think it'd be practicing against the guys that go and shoot out from out there. You know the steps and the dames. So that's what I'm assuming. There's only I mean, so many people that do that. There's like three guards, three players that do that. Yeah, you know, it could. That, you're right. It could lead to some bad habits. It because, could lead to some very bad <laughs> habits, bro. Just, you know, they see that line and they're just shooting from. You know, yeah. the brain just Devontae shoots Graham, from a line. Devontae Graham said today, oh, yeah, I got a few fours up, and I was like, oh, oh man, no. like yo. You're playing with Zion. You're not going to have to take fours. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, but if he could. Right, so, okay, imagine that. So imagine could, like Zion oh, in that man. Draymond role where. Oh, that's true. That's have true. To, if you, ha you have you got to a guard point. Graham out there and then boom, Zion slips you, you up got to the point. top. And that's one of the reasons ball. I like the fit of Graham and Zion so much. He's a diverse pick and roll ball handler or three point creator from, you know, pick and roll ball handler. Um, and Zion's never had that in his career. You know, Zoe can shoot, but, you know, he kind of, he doesn't have the gravity that a guy like Graham has. So, I mean, Zion. I mean, I, I also think that, like, there's not going to be, I don't think there was a power struggle with Lonzo there, but, like, in my head, in an NBA fan's head, you think Lonzo ball, primary ball handler. But last year with Stan Van Gundy coming in, Lonzo was more of a, like, spot-up shooter. And I think I think that was – I don't know. I'm, I'm, like, torn. I think that was needed for his development, and I think it was good um, that he showed he could do that. But, obviously, you know, you didn't want to take the ball out of the hands of Zion and uh, B.I., yeah. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm happy he's on the Bulls now because I really do want to see what he can do if the Bulls really do choose to fully unleash or, you know, let Zoe play his game. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, I'm a Zoe fan. So, you know, I, I'm still rooting for him. I'm not on the, the ship of, I mean, if he ever became an all-star, amazing, but I'm not on that ship. I'm more of like, I think he's a really great fit for the roster. Um, as as the years go on, yeah, maybe, like, dirt, like based on his progression, there's a ton of good guards though you know in the nba the nba is so guard heavy there's more you know incredible guards coming in like kate cunningham jalen green Suggs. you know ton of great guys so it's gonna be hard to crack the all-star team for anyone but i just like the fit of lonzo personally did you guys hear what happened with uh leangelo ball not even getting invited to a training camp this year last year he got invited to the pistons he played he crushed the new Orleans, uh, the charlotte hornets uh summer league circuit supposedly crushed and, i mean crushed that's what people are saying he crushed it like are you saying uh, that or are people saying nah that? nah he had like, Wait, I, think I, think he had we, like I think we all liked how he played but i said uh, you know i'm not gonna go back i think it's i think it's crazy that they're not at least giving him a shot when his brother is the face of the franchise on top of everything i'm just saying on top of everything seems kind of crazy not to put him on your 20 man like you're going to really tell me that 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20, those guys, like, who like who is on their 20-man roster? I'm actually very curious now. To be fair, um, I love Jello, but there there might be players with more 
upside than Jello. But I do agree, you know, it's kind of wild to not put him um, on that roster. Especially, like you said, he's the he's the face of the franchise. I remember the Pelicans. We had a Boogie Cousins little brother, you know, playing for our summer league and coming through. And I was like, yo, like, yeah, you know, and uh, you, you, you see it, you see it somewhat uh often in the nba so yeah i thought i thought it, i thought it was a little bit of a surprise too to not see jello make the 20 man roster i i always said like when you look at i think the best example of this situation is the anetokounmpo brothers right when you look at thanasis anetokounmpo like he has a pretty versatile skill set he could finish at the basket he's a great defender yeah he's yeah, not he's, gonna get he's actually pretty solid i actually like yeah him. Yeah, so like Jello, my number one issue with him was always he could shoot and that's it. You know, like there needs to be more than you could shoot. If you could shoot and play like remarkable lockdown defense, then great. If he could like shoot and has like a somewhat consistent or no, a very consistent finishing ability, then great. But a lot of players in the NBA already could just do one thing. You know, like that's like the bare minimum. He needs to do like, I think, two or three things really well to at least make it to that next step. I enjoyed it a lot. You know, it was it was fun. Um, worth the price of admission type stuff. Uh, he just looks so undersized to me. And like, you're right. Uh, so he can shoot. But what else can you do? And I mean, like, I didn't think he was that tall. I thought he was like maybe six, like six, five, maybe six, six. But to me, in the summer league, he looked like a short arm six four, unfortunately. And I, yeah, I, I would say six four for sure. He's, yeah, he, he's if six. That, like, he's. I mean, you could get away with six four at his position if you could do multiple things. I mean, I guess he's technically a small forward slash guard, but like also, it's just his build is a little awkward as well. Like. Uh, he's he came in in remarkable shape. I'd want to say he was like around the 210 pound range. Um, but still, even then, like very awkward weight distribution. And to be at that weight and not have a, a good finishing ability or not be a tremendous defender is probably what's holding him back. But I'm always going to root for the guy. He's just 22 years old. He's going to turn 23 um, a day after me, actually, November 24th. And uh, I don't think uh, he has to give up on his dream yet. Um, but for now, I think what he needs to work on is an additional skill to his repertoire in order to or, or maybe oh, in order to take the next step. Or maybe just if he wants to punt, punt on his dream, maybe try to get into coaching. I don't think he's gonna be a coach, but I, you know, I yeah, will say, I don't think he's gonna be a coach um, either. But I like the I like uh, the idea. I think he has a great basketball IQ. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be a coach, especially this young. But um, I will say the Hornets possibly they're just a really bad team, honestly. To uh, you know, Whoa. like it's just an unfortunate situation. I would say. I mean, for him, not a really bad team. I'm saying they have a lot of guards. They're guard heavy and wing heavy. You know, like. Getting time at that shooting guard small forward spot, I think maybe that's another, you know, just another reason why they just let him go because there is no way he was cracking that rotation, if we're being honest. Um, I never, ever really thought he was ever going to crack the rotation this year. I just think that, you know, I do believe that what we saw in Summer League was definitely encouraging and was something that I didn't expect. And I still 
don't see why you wouldn't really keep him on as like a 14th 15th man but at the same time i guess when doing a little bit like i, I really don't want to go back on this because i've you know made leangelo stances and like i do think that you know 14th 15th man but if you look at the hornets roster they do have uh on this 20-man roster i pulled it up i found it they've got a lot of young guys like they have guys like JT Thor, they've got, you know, Scotty Lewis, Kai Jones, DJ Carton, who I didn't even know who that was, but he's played at Marquette last year. He's like 20. Vern, Vernon Carney Jr. And then James Booknight. You know, they have a lot of young guys already that are trying out for a spot. So it looks like this just might not be the team for him. It might be, honestly, like a situation with like Giannis where the Bucks have more of an established team and there's more of a, okay, you could be the 15th man where the Hornets might be casting a wide net of young players and hoping that at least one of them develops into like a role player or better. And they're just getting a bunch of these like, you know, guys because their 20 man roster doesn't seem too crazy. Maybe like who is Xavier Sneed? Like maybe a guy like that. You put Lame like Jello over never even heard of him. He averaged 14 a game as a senior at uh, Kansas State. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a slap in the just, face, though. I will say, it seems like a little bit. I don't know. I think it was very predictable, honestly. Like I saw this coming from the very beginning. I didn't. You saw him not I making a 20 man roster. I could see the roster. Oh no, 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 no. The roster, yes. The 20 man, I thought like he got yeah, invited to the Pistons. Slap in the face. That seems yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, though, even getting the summer league invite is, was pretty dope of the Hornets to do. Yeah. I mean, he was like, he played. He was good. But um, still, like, how many teams were giving him a summer league invite with him being out of action for that long? That was pretty pretty dope of the Hornets to do. Yeah, yeah that's true. They definitely. put him back on the radar. Yeah, and I think it was just very good for, like, his hype as a player, to be honest. Like, playing in the it, summer oh, league. Oh, yeah, it was for sure. Yeah, and I don't think his story's over. I really don't. I still think he could turn it around. He's still very yeah, young. Yeah, he's got like one of those my career storylines going on right now. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Like, straight up. Um, so I wanted to uh, dive into something that's obligatory on the Laced Up podcast, which is the Ben Simmons drama. You know, like, you, we can't do an episode here. I, I'm actually, like, ridiculed on my channel for how often I upload something on Ben Simmons because every day there's something new. Have you guys been tapped into that? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't uh, He doesn't think him and uh, Joel Embiid fit together on the court. And did I see something about he thinks that he could unlock his potential as a player more without Embiid? By the way, I would like to say that you know, the Ben Simmons summer runs that I've been watching this summer have been extra spicy. Been loving them. <laughs> I love them. Bro, he does bro, like I think he's like taking one foot step back step back threes and just got saying bucket. And I'm ain't like, no way, you... ain't, ain't no way those are done in one take. There's no way they're done no, in one take. Watch, yo, you this know guy's what? You a hater. YouTube, you can watch. This guy's I don't a know hater. How, I don't know how edited they are, but if you watch on YouTube, I was watching I was watching Ben, Jalen, Jalen Brown. That was the game I was referring to uh, with Jalen. Just not really. He was just not caring. He wasn't really playing that hard. But it was those two, uh, John Wall and someone. Uh, oh, and jo and uh, freaking Joe Johnson. Those are the four. They were playing 3v3. And also, um, what's his name? I 
I can't remember. He played at Stanford. He's a young guard. He's a young forward guard. I don't know. Um, whatever. All I know is they were showing misses. Like they would show. Like Ben would brick a shot. What I will one hundred percent say, without a doubt, is Ben Simmons is not coming back shooting threes, no matter what this footage is showing, because I watched that footage, the unedited footage, the amount of times that Ben Simmons in a three v three basketball game. This is three v three with no stakes. Had a wide open three, and just dribbled. And then pretended like he was going to shoot and then passed it to John Wall, who then had no problem pulling from 35 feet away. John Wall is shooting nonstop step back threes in Jalen Brown's face. No problem. Ben Simmons was not about shooting. He looks good driving to the basket. He always has. The problem is in 3v3 basketball, if you get fouled, you don't go to the free throw line. So I don't know where his head's at there. Uh, he looked great going to the basket. I will say he made some great passes, but he looked very hesitant shooting threes very hesitant i mean go ahead coop do you have something to say on this yeah i don't look i don't, I don't care what you watched i'm buying i'm buying the stock this season no uh, come I'm not on saying, I'm, buying, I'm buying the before stock. you go into this before you go into this please before you go into this i want to say i'm not selling the stock I'm saying if you're my whole yeah 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 we understand that you're talking about jump shots you're talking about jump shots you're talking about jump shots I know I like Ben's player for sure I'm I'm buying the stock um you know this whole situation with the Philadelphia 76ers has gotten so messy and Ben just strikes me as the type of guy especially the way this situation has unraveled that can take Petty to another level if you think he's not going to try to stick it to the 76ers every way possible once he's gone you're tripping. I think he's going to come back, and I don't know how many he's going to take, but I think threes are definitely going to be on the radar for Ben Simmons. I think he wants to prove not only Philadelphia, the 76 is wrong, but I think he wants to prove the entire fan base wrong at this point because he's never been under this national spotlight like this. He's never, like, he, he's never been this ridiculed, and I, I don't know, man. I think there's some power behind that. I like. I mean, it's the chip on the shoulder factor for sure. Now, the now what everyone is calling to question is, you know, his mental makeup. Like, is he gonna be that guy? If I, I, I mean, I. It seems like when I watch him play in practice, dude, he is. I will one hundred percent give it to you and give it to Ben for sure. He's playing with like a fire. He's playing aggressively. Uh, in that same thing that I was just talking about, him, you know, being hesitant with threes when he did get the ball. You know, he's backing guys in. He's taking to the basket. I mean, yet yet again, yeah, this is 3v3 basketball, but you do have NBA caliber players on the court, and he was looking good. I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested. Personally, if I had to bet right now on the who's – like, is Ben going to shut the Sixers fans up in his return to Philly, assuming he's traded, or is he going to struggle – I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I don't know. I don't think he's going to start launching threes because personally, the first thing I don't know that about he launching, balls, but yeah, if he I, takes I one, take I, that one shot is risky for Ben Simmons because that air ball will collapse the roof. If it does, if it goes in stone silence and he, he looks like a, a, a megastar. He looks amazing, of course. But if he, if I mean, a miss even probably collapses the roof with like, you know, booze. 
I think what's frustrating about him is just looking at his practice footage and I wanted to get to like the update because in the last 48 hours, like it's getting more and more personal. Like I've been really tapped into this and the last 48 hours, it's gotten really crazy, but I, I can't see like, uh, and I guess you guys could like hate on me for this, but there's no way this guy shoots underneath 29% if he just starts like shooting like maybe three threes per game. There's no way. I think that like he can 29? at least, see, there's no way he shoots under, like I think he'll hit at least 28 to 29% of his threes. I, I personally think. I've watched I, I, him. I've watched the practice footage like unedited. He doesn't make, he, like he's it's kind of struggles as a shooter to begin with. Nothing. His free throw numbers don't suggest that. His shooting splits. I'm pulling up right now. Shooting splits last year from any shot distance. He shot 42% from 3 to 10 feet and 38% from 10 to 16 feet. And did not, he just doesn't shoot. I don't know. I mean, how many attempts a game are we talking about? I said, I said like maybe three attempts per game, maybe. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. Go, go on. I, I'm, I, that, that got me passionate for some reason. I think no, he wouldn't glad. shoot that well, but I don't know. Um, no, I'm glad. And no, it was just like a prediction, um, which, by the way, I really, really want to uh, figure out how much this man is about to get fined as well, because this guy could apparently get fined something like, let me see, 2,500 for the first missed practice, 5,000 for the second, 7,500 for the next. And the Sixers could also suspend Simmons once preseason games begin on October 4th, which would cost him 20. Uh, oh my god, $227,613 for each preseason, well, I guess each game missed, because it doesn't say preseason game. So, with that being said, how many games do you guys think Ben Simmons is going to miss? Let's calculate how much money this guy is going to potentially lose. Like, let's say he misses each and every game until the trade deadline, right? You calculate that. We'll we'll talk about. How about while well, you tell calculate that? We, we take a question from uh, Twitter. Yeah, let's I, do that. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm done um, with that. Yeah, who is? I like this one from Jace PA underscore twenty seven. Who's your dark horse MVP candidate, Coop? Ooh, let dark me look at MVP. the standings so I can look at some teams. Ooh, is does Luca count as a dark horse? No, 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 no. That doesn't. He, he doesn't. Here, right, so on. we're I'm talking gonna, really dark. We're talking here, here, really here. dark. We're talking. I'm gonna say out of the top seven. I'm gonna pull up the MVP odds. Don't look at them though. It'll be more impressive if so, you pull okay. like number we're, eight. We're, MVP we're talking, MVP we're talking pretty dark here. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, dark horse. You can't I be guess, top five. Ah, but you know, Luca. How many people have? What are, what are his odds for MVP? Yeah, Luca's the number is number one right now. Whoa! By the way. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's it goes Luca, Embiid, All Durant, right. uh, Giannis, Steph, Dame, Jokic. So I can't say any of those guys. Anybody else is fair game. And LeBron is actually tied with Jokic. So anyone else is fair game. Maybe. Ooh, I know mine. How is how is uh, Kawhi Leonard? He's hurt. A two point five percent chance. He's hurt. Yeah. How does he even have that high of a chance? Yeah, that's crazy. That's um, just, you're throwing money into the wind on that one. Man, this is actually a pretty tough one. I want to say a guy like Jason Tatum, but maybe maybe like Devin Booker. Okay, you got that would be quite a come up because you'd be going from an injury replacement all star to an MVP. So not to discount him. Uh, I think the Suns could for 100%.
I mean, the Suns and the Jazz, I mean, you look at a guy like Donovan Mitchell, too, in that conversation. Uh, you know, they could run away with the one seed, potentially, especially with the injuries to teams like Clippers, Warriors, and um, Nuggets. Uh, potentially, the Clippers and the Nuggets would be right up there, I would say, definitely. I'd probably put both those in my top three, top four. Both of them are dealing with some major injuries. Uh, with that in mind, I feel like a good dark horse, and Mike's going to love this, is Anthony Davis at the whoa, center spot. Whoa, whoa, if the whoa. Lakers kill it with AD at center, playing a defensive player of the year type season, I mean, we just saw we saw today, I think it was today, LeBron was like, he wants AD playing angry, all that. I mean... I, I I don't I don't know man I don't I mean I, you're talking about I'm MVP talking about, with I'm talking about dark horse dark here, horse you know? I, I I get it I get it I get you know, I'm it, trying to like dig deep into like I'm trying to figure out do you a, think a it's even line. possible though with Westbrook and Bron the narratives would just, would just be so crazy that I feel like yeah are gonna for, try to for, give it to Bron or Westbrook you might be right anyway. because out of the, out of that AD uh yeah they're probably not gonna give it to him you're right actually okay so I'm gonna change my answer. You're right. You talked me out of this. Um, okay, so dark horses. I That's mean, tough. okay, let's go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, number ten, Trey Young. That could be oh. interesting if the Hawks have a mini. If the Hawks exceed expectations from even last year, you know, if they finish be top crazy. two, top three, that would be crazy. And Trey bro. averages twenty-eight and 10, 30 and ten. You know he's capable of doing could easily be right there. I think. I like Damian Lillard personally. That's a well, good he's, one. Well, he's 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 on three, the list four, though, right? Five. Yeah, he's a, he's in he's number six. He wasn't eligible. Oh, he was ineligible. The All players right. are not eligible are Luca, Embiid, KD, Giannis, Steph, Lillard, Jokic, LeBron. That's Yeesh. the top eight. That's tough. <laughs> Uh, Go ahead and say James Harden with the Kyrie Irving um, fiasco. Uh, yeah, that's an wait. I don't even. I don't even think that's gonna be a fiasco. We'll get to that in a bit. But you don't think uh, that's gonna be a fiasco? Yeah, not anymore. There was like an update on it today. Oh, okay. Um, that's dollars for uh, Zach Levine wins you eighty thousand if he wins the MVP. Oh damn! Yo, you can you make like, that you, bet with me if you want. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, forget I mean, the I mean, I'm, I'm right, just saying. I'm, I'm right saying. here, bro. Who else is there? I mean, he's right there with yo. Carl Anthony Towns is the ultimate fucking dark horse. Yeah, that'd be some <laughs> crazy shit. But I'm I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Cat. You put you put a thousand on him, you get ninety thousand. Damn, bro. Vegas about- just knows sometimes. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> yeah, this might be. I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense that this would be Lucas' season. Um, if you put a thousand on him, you get three thousand eight hundred dollars back. I mean, I feel like less. we say that every year, though. Like, I mean, it, uh, who knows? Maybe Jason. Maybe Jason Kidd unlocks his potential. They let go of oh, our, like, <laughs> if Zion yeah. stays healthy and somehow magically gets in shape. Yo, I'm, I'm saying, and the Pelican surprise. No, nah, that would they'd have to be like the nah. four or the three seed for that to yeah, happen. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Like, um, what? What? Whoa, 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 whoa! 
Luca could, I mean, Zion could literally average like a triple double if he was playing point guard. Well, maybe not a triple double. A triple. Uh, 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 did you see me walk it back? Let me walk it back. I, I'm I still walking. It. I'm still walking. Maybe like uh, 30, 10, and maybe like seven. I, I'd say he could average that. What about uh, what Wait. if Ben Simmons gets traded and he ends up winning MVP? That would be the greatest thing to ever happen to the NBA. Oh yeah, it would just except be except so if great. you're a, you're a Philly fan. If it was a Ben Simmons revenge tour where he's averaging like 30, I'm 10, and ten, him, bro, and he's just just I want to know everyone. where he's going. I, I just really want to know at this point. Like I want to oh. know. Who... Speaking yeah, of maybe he's going. We could uh, switch up topics a little bit. By the way, did you find that money? Yeah. So, bro, this is like like to us, it's a lot of money. You know, but like to Ben Simmons, like it's not that much money. Like if he misses 40 games, let's say he he'll lose out on 10 million dollars. No, and then like he say, misses. He, they'll, no, he loses his full contract. There's no way. If you just I mean, if you're just refusing to go to work or to play, uh, you just I mean, dude, your, it's a long it's a long contract. contract. It's a long contract. I don't know how. I don't know if in the NBA, half of like, his game, so forty-one games would be sixteen mil. So I, I got a question before we switch topics. If you were a 76ers fan, I asked this question on my channel. Would you take maybe not the best package for Ben Simmons right now, but a good package just to get this whole thing over with, or or are you just waiting for the best offer possible? Still, um, and you so, risk going into the season well, on, and. Sorry, Mike. I do want to. Okay, maybe it is that money and the total contract encapsul encapsulates uh, training camp and the preseason games, and then the forty other games, and then playoffs. Maybe like I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that contract actually works because it doesn't go exactly per game. So my bad. So yeah, that's all so good. around ten that's mil. All that's still ten mil plus the training camp plus preseason games. I mean, I mean, just for yeah. showing up. Dude, pull a Vince Carter. Pull a I. I don't want to be here. I'm going to play like horrible. I mean, here, yeah. But at that point, I would do this. And I don't know. After media day yesterday, things took a pretty interesting twist. I mean, you had Joel Embiid coming out saying that, hey, you know, like I'm like people are in trade rumors all the time. You know, it's not that serious. Yeah, we had a bad series. We shouldn't hold these like types of things. So personally, I feel like we could win. Doc Rivers came out and refuted his claim saying, hey, I said what I meant to say is I don't know the answer to that question, as in I can't answer that right now. Not I don't think Ben Simmons could be a championship point guard. But at the same time, like I think we brought it up on the podcast before, like do you trust Doc Rivers? Like, if Doc Rivers is coming out and, like, saying, hey, man, you know, those things they're saying about me, about me not liking you and thinking you're a championship point guard, ah, you know, I don't, you shouldn't buy that. Trust me, man. Like, I, I want you on this team. You know, like, you're talking about the guy that took Blake Griffin in and, you know, pitched him on this great opportunity to be Mr. Clipper and then shipped him off to Detroit. You're talking about a guy that, like, made his way to DeAndre Jordan's house and, like, you know, kept him in there, convinced him not to go to Dallas. And then um, I don't know how long later, like, they, the Clippers blew it up very shortly after. I don't know if it was that exact year or the year after, but it's... It's really interesting because Ben Simmons came out and I think this was a crazy thing to say. Um, 
like this is the first time he took a direct shot at Joel Embiid. And uh, he said, apparently, and this is according to The Athletic, and usually The Athletic always gets it right. There's a reason why Ben Simmons turned his teammates away when they wanted him, when they wanted to visit him in Los Angeles this past week and make a last-ditch plea for him to rejoin the squad. In his mind, this chapter is closed, and there's simply no dignity in coming back for the sake of filling a familiar spot until the inevitable occurs. Um, truth be told, Simmons thought he'd, he'd be traded by now. And the craziest part is he took a shot at Joel Embiid saying, I'm trying to find the exact, um, the exact quote, but the gist was it, uh, the gist, the gist was that playing with Joel Embiid has run its course and he feels like Joel Embiid, like his uh, presence on a team would be career suicide for him. Um, which is pretty interesting. Do you agree with Ben? Career suicide, I feel like, is one, a term that will get phased out eventually. But two, Ben, I mean, I don't think, I think that at this point, I think we all know. First of all, Doc Rivers, I've seen him being referred to a snake oil salesman by the way that he's trying to talk his way out of this, the way that he's always talked his way out of all these things. Doc Rivers, own up. I mean, you're not going to own up to it. We all know you're not going to own up to it because that might be career suicide for yourself as the head coach of the Sixers. But you messed up here. You should not have immediately said, oh, yeah, I don't know if Ben Simmons. It, like, now you're trying to take it back. Yeah, we know what you're trying to do. We Everyone sees right through it. Would it be career suicide for Ben Simmons to play for the Sixers again? I feel like, I feel like he just is, he's already made, I don't know. This is so weird because this is like going to set a precedent for some players in the future. Like this is going to be, this is like a law case, you know, this is going to, something's going to happen here because how are you going to just be Ben Simmons, sign a five-year max contract um, with the team that you're with and then one year into it, just be like, nah, I'm out. Like, if that becomes a thing in the NBA where players just sit out, let's say Zion does the same thing. Let's say Zion signs a huge contract and then goes, nah, I'm out. Just when, when you know what? I'll just, you know, just keep, you could just keep finding me and eventually you can trade me. I, it's a dangerous precedent for sure. I think that Ben Simmons, though, the I think it is an extreme and strange situation where I understand him not wanting to go back there. It's kind of crazy that he just like turned away his teammates, but I mean, I get what not, he's saying. Like he's saying, really. like, why prolong the inevitable? So I do. Uh, I'm just saying, I get like, did he just refuse to even meet with them? Like, is he not friends with them? I mean, nobody really stepped up for him outside of like Dwight Howard and like maybe Danny Green, if I remember correctly. I yeah, know Dan, yeah, Danny Green. Are, gonna be on my head and be like oh well no this one like and they'll probably be right but i'm just speaking from what i know right now um it really didn't feel like anybody had his back when everything hit the fan so you know uh, I, and it, I, go ahead um it's i i just dug up the exact like quote about his perception of Embiid, and apparently he's done playing with Embiid. There's nothing personal about this choice. Um, ben Simmons has clearly decided that his career is better off without Joel Embiid blocking the runways in the paint that he so badly needs to succeed. As he sees it, the organization's choice to build its basketball ecosystem around Embiid's play style simply isn't conducive to the way he needs that's, to play. That's just not true. 
How so? Um, well, they pretty much chose Al Horford over Jimmy Butler. So, and I, th- I think that was in large part because of the way uh, Ben Simmons played and the way Ben Simmons wanted to run the Philadelphia 76er offense. So, yeah, I mean, you would think that a traditional or not traditional, but you would think that a point guard, I mean, let's say you like people have classified Ben Simmons in the LeBron, Luca, you know, the point forward type role where they're running point just because he's gigantic and plays point guard. You would think that having a center that you would be able to run some pick and roll action with uh, would be ideal. The problem is that he can't shoot. So when you go to shoot the when you go to run a pick and roll, every defender in the vicinity just be- steps backwards and just you can't roll. You can't roll into three guys. So I don't really blame Joel Embiid for like what's he supposed to possibly do there? Like you can't run pick and rolls with Ben Simmons effectively because he can't shoot from anywhere on the court other than right at the rim. In addition to this, I don't like you're playing with in my opinion the best center in the NBA. Like there has never been a center like Joel Embiid in the history of the NBA where you could run pick and rolls with and not only is he extremely adept at finishing inside, but this is a guy that is a 38% three-point shooter last year. Like this is like that's like that's like a point guard's heaven. You're surrounded with shooters all around you, and you're telling me that hey, Joel Embiid isn't conducive to my playing style. I'd rather go play with Jalen Green and Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. in Houston, or I'd rather go. It would hit. Yeah, I think that's probably his best case scenario. But they're not going to no, contend. That would be a sick team. That would be that'd be fun Dude, to watch. It would be fun to watch. There's been some good turn- league pass teams this year. Um, um. I mean, if that works out, fine. Uh, do you do you think going to the Minnesota Timberwolves would be a better situation for Ben Simmons than the Philadelphia 76ers? Do you think going to the Cavaliers? Would be a better situation. I think, and I think, I think probably the Rockets and the Timberwolves are one and two. But you're going to rebuilding teams as opposed to being like one of on the contending teams on the East. Well, Timberwolves wouldn't be rebuilding. Let's say theoretically Timberwolves offer deal or whatever. They're going for the playoffs. They're not rebuilding at that point. They're they're definitely trying to make the playoffs and then building off that. I would say. Um, that in terms of those teams that you mentioned, like the, so with a team like the Timberwolves, it's very interesting actually, because, so I think Ben Simmons biggest strength, like the best way to unlock him would to, would be to have a separate primary ball handler that creates offense that the end of games, uh, is able to create offense. And Ben just does his thing is, you know, a, a great two way player kills it in transition, you, I think you run him at like the power forward. You could even try, you know, starting to work in some pick and roll action with him. We've seen it work out in the past. He's actually played pretty well out, out of the pick and roll at times as the role man. The problem when it comes to a young team with like such as Houston is that Ben has to respect the guards enough for to have them have the ball in their hands all the time. Like if you're playing with uh, Damian Lillard then you know that's Dame's team Ben's coming into Portland I'm assuming that has a higher chance of working out 
because Ben's ego won't get in the way than if you go to the Rockets, there might be some toes that get stepped on. Like, sure, that would be fun. But, like, if you think about it, like, you know, these are young guys that are unproven that haven't done anything while Ben Simmons is like, okay, I've been in, you know, people could say Ben Simmons hasn't done anything, but he has been to the playoffs. He's been an NBA All-Star. He has been All-NBA. He's done plenty. So when it comes to young guys, you know, Ben really is going to have to trust whoever is going to be the other lead ball handler in whatever offense he goes to. I think I think if you're the Philadelphia 76ers currently, and I think this has been my stance for quite some time right now, and if you're, guys, let us know in the comment section down below if you're watching on YouTube. Um, I don't think Spotify or Apple has a comment section, but I think your best option here is trading Ben Simmons to the Minnesota Timberwolves for D'Angelo Russell and some uh, other pieces like that is a move that will make you better offensively I guess offense will flow a little bit better you get a slight a slight downgrade in playmaking you get an upgrade in shooting you get a huge downgrade in defense but it is what it is you know at this point that's like the only thing I don't I, I guess trading him for John Wall is okay you know, like I'm not a huge fan of it, uh, of it, mainly because they were really close to trading him to the Rockets last year for James Harden. And I feel like the fact that I'm sure you guys heard the reports of the Rockets um, not trading James Harden back to Daryl Morey. And, you know, there's some turmoil from Daryl Morey being the general manager of the Rockets before. I don't see the Sixers trading Ben Simmons to the Rockets as a result of that, if that story is actually true so i think he's going to be a member of the minnesota timberwolves within the next like two months in my opinion what um so one thought on that is that i have no basis really on this but i did see i was you know i've been digging into uh, the reddits of you know timberwolves blazers like some of these teams you know, when whenever trade rumors pop in, I like I go on the reddits of these teams to see what their own fans are saying. And I saw Timberwolves fans talking about how there hasn't really been like a just a D'Lo for Ben discussion, how it's more like they want a D'Lo and Beasley and picks and all this stuff. So perfectly, you know, viable could definitely happen. I would be very interested to see how it happens, because, again, I think that, uh, you know, the other primary ball handler would then be Anthony Edwards. And I wonder how that trio would work out. It would be interesting for me. What do you guys think? Do you think what? So two things. What trade would you rather see? And what team do you think would be better off uh, going forward? Do you think would you rather see a trade D'Lo for Ben or someone like CJ McCollum for Ben? I personally like Ben Simmons on the Kings a lot. I like De'Aaron mm -hmm. Fox for Ben Simmons. You think? What, yeah, but they—I don't think they'd ever trade. I don't think they'd ever accept that. Uh, well, they traded um, the Marcus Cousins for Buddy Heald, so you know it's just the NBA. You never know at the end of the day. Um, I'm yeah, not because sure. was I, yeah, but Demarcus that was a had, crazy trade. DeMarcus that had, was a. No, I agree. Well, I mean, well, Buddy Yield was, was terrible in New Orleans. That was old management, but still yeah. the point kind of remains. You never really know with these things. Uh, but you're right. I don't think it would go down. Um, but that being said, I, I, I love the fit because, you know, Devion Mitchell is is instantly going to 
from the the moment he steps foot on the court, he's going to be one of the best defensive point guards in the league. Um, we know Halliburton's a lockdown defender, and then you know, I mean, you got Ben Simmons, who is another guy that just can play defense at the highest level. But not only can he defend, you know, he's able to defend multiple positions. And the Sacramento Kings, I think, were the worst defense in the league last season. So. It's just a trade that, obviously, I'd love a lot more for the 76ers because Fox is Fox. But, you know, there'd be a lot of upside there. That, that would be the Sixers would crush it, I think. I think that's more, personally, I think that's more of like a trade offer if we go back like to the start of the summer. And now after seeing no one accept any of these trades, I think maybe Halliburton might be a more of re, like more realistic with the Kings. Why are the Kings so connected to Ben? Has have they like expressed huge interest or just people just trying to fill in dots here? It's like it's like a it's just a consistent like recurring uh uh like thing where Ben Simmons wants to go to a California team. He said he wants to go to any three California teams. The assumption was the Warriors, Clippers or Lakers, but Two of those teams, the Clippers, both Los Angeles teams can't swing a trade because they don't have assets or cap space. And the Warriors aren't interested in him because of fit. So that just pretty much leaves the Kings. And the Kings are in a situation where they're just trying to get any star. All right. So transitioning away from Ben in a smooth transition here, guys. Uh, so we have seen Kyrie Irving lately in the news refusing to get the vaccine as of now. Apparently, seven hours ago, Kevin, uh, there's reports that Kevin Durant, like people think that he's going to be able to, you know, convince Kyrie and everything. But in amidst the drama of that, people have, you know, jokingly said, oh, what if the Sixers traded Ben for Kyrie, which uh, in a bubble of 2K, that would work out. I feel like I would be very interesting. But so what are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving as of right now, potentially missing half the season? And because if for everyone who doesn't know at home, guys such as Kyrie, um, anyone who is on the Nets, the Knicks, the Warriors, uh, correct me if there's any other cities. So Andrew Wiggins is included in this. They, uh, their city mandates are that you, if you are not vaccinated, you cannot go into an enclosed um, area such as the arena. So Kyrie Irving literally would not be allowed to go into the Barclays Center. So he would not be allowed to play because he currently is not vaccinated. Same with Andrew Wiggins. Same with guys like Bradley Beal. But Bradley Beal, that law, uh, the they don't have that mandate where he plays, uh, you know, in Washington. So he would not be able to go into the Barclays Center. I'm pretty sure. Um, but he would be fine for his own home game. So Kyrie would be missing half, currently more than half the season because he would be missing the New York Knicks games as well, potentially also the Golden State Warrior game. Um, and this would be, I think, something that would be insane because you would not only miss half your games, but this would be lingering over his head, all of his teammates' heads all season. And then what happens come playoff time when half of your games, like you, you're going to tell me Kyrie's going to miss half the playoff games as well? I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, so uh, just a little bit of a background on me. Before I pursued YouTube full-time, I was pursuing a master's in biomedical sciences. I'm really tapped into biology, took a 
lot of organic chemistry, general chemistry, and biochemistry courses. So I have the advantage of just understanding how vaccinations work. Um, and I'm, I took the vaccine personally. Um, I'm not the type of person that's like, hey, you know, like I took the vaccine, therefore you should take the vaccine or else we're all screwed. But I do think it's kind of silly not to take it in the sense that you can make your life a little bit easier. No, they're not injecting satellites in you. You're not going to wake up in a year from now and get some reaction. That's not how RNA works. Um, in Kyrie Irving's situation, first of all, I think this is very on brand with him in the sense that like the he most on brand, so on brand. That's why this is such an interesting situation. You're talking about a guy that like loves giving his difference in philosophical opinion on random stuff when I don't think like I don't mean to be disrespectful towards him, but I just don't think um, this is necessarily his lane, like saying the world is flat. For example, I'm sure that was like a trolling attempt. Uh, if it's getting to a point where I guess I guess it's really like he's about to get tested because in the past year, um, Kyrie has had this like little thing, uh, like his whole stance, which was really funny was, I don't really care about basketball. There's more important things in life than basketball. And Oh, by the way, I'm on the most competitive team on the East and I'm dropping, I'm having a four a 50, 40, 90 season, but I don't really care about this that much. So now that's about to get tested. Is he going to take the vaccine? Is he not going to take the vaccine? If he really wants to win a championship, then he'll take it. If he really holds his beliefs as true as he does, then he won't take it. Personally, knowing what I know about just basic biology, just freaking take the vaccine, man. You're going to be okay. You know, like this is something that could save lives potentially. I don't really think he's at the age where he needs to take it or else his life is at risk. I think you have to be a little bit older for that to happen. But some another note that I just wanted to make here is D'Angelo Russell tweeted out that Kyrie is goaded. I don't know if I don't know if you saw that, but bro, no one in the NBA was more affected by the uh, by COVID nineteen than your teammate Carl Anthony Towns. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know what that was horrible weird timing. I'll say that very weird yeah. timing and um, very strange. Not that's not, like not his one of first those... time. Not his first time. Remember the Lamelo Ball injury? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Not his first time. Yeah, and you know what? That's like one of those situations where like you can't like I hope he doesn't like hide behind the keyboard with that with Kyrie's goaded, like, okay, we obviously know what you mean. Uh it's like when Eric Bledsoe was like, I wanna get out of here or whatever, get me out of here, and then he like pretended like he was waiting in line with his girlfriend or something somewhere. Whatever story he concocted for that. Um I personally have to say with all of this that um i'm on the i'm on the i'm on the clear pro vaccination side and i'm on the clear you know i i want to know what other nba players are thinking because i think this could easily be viewed as a selfish act knocking the vaccine you're traveling all all season long all science indicates yes take, take the vaccine it will help you um i love the people that go like oh you could still get covid yes there are very small odds that you could still get covid okay you have much higher odds if you uh don't take it and there are much higher odds that you give it to someone else you could give it to people we you don't know everyone's family situation you don't know 
what um, people have children or kids or elderly people living in their homes or in their lives that have certain medical conditions. So Kyrie and everyone else, Bradley Beal, all of them put those guys at risk personally. And I, so I have two things. One, I just wanted to point out the fact that Bradley Beal saying that he was sick with COVID and he got nothing and then points out that he literally couldn't smell. He lost a sense. And he's like, yeah, but it was nothing. Like, that's just crazy to me that he just actually viewed that as nothing. But, um, like, your one-fifth of your senses went away and you just were cool. Okay, whatever. But two, so a lot of this keeps coming down to, oh, my personal belief, my personal belief, my personal belief, which is fine. You know, I'm not going to be like, what's your religion? What's this? What's this? To an NBA player ever, you know, go ahead, do your own thing. Kyrie, if you want to believe the earth is flat, I still don't think that's great for the youth of America for if one of them believes you in general, but you know, whatever. I'd rather you do that. I don't like when that these guys are getting asked about this and they're being like, oh, this is my personal belief. Like, okay, sure. But now this is your personal belief that is affecting your entire team. It's affecting all the staff around you. It's affecting every everyone around you. It's affecting uh, in terms of potentially getting COVID and you're missing potentially half the games. It's a giant financial decision for your team. This is going to linger over the heads of all of your teammates. This is going to affect your franchise's bottom line, how much money you make, how much jerseys get sold. There is so much that goes into play here. You can't just hide behind like, this is my belief. Okay. Well, if it's your belief and you have that, you know, that is your reasoning, then what is your belief? Because that is the question that keeps getting asked. People go, okay, well then what is your belief? What is, why are you not doing this? And then immediately, suddenly it's, no, that's personal. Don't, don't dare ask me about that. Huh? How can we not ask you about that? How can the media not ask you about potentially missing half the season? Like that is a basketball related question. Andrew Wiggins was at, exactly asked about that. Said, you know, oh, I have to hold strong with my beliefs. Tried to, tried to get a religious uh, whatever immunity or whatever religious like thing to say that he doesn't have need to get the vaccine like that's so extreme but then when someone asks him what is what is your beliefs why why are you doing this he just goes i don't have to answer to you it's like okay well i mean you're missing half your team season and costing your team wins money everything and putting your teammates at risk i think that you should have to answer that but i mean you can't make someone talk so it, it, yeah, Coop, go ahead. I, I was just like gonna it. say, so y'all think Kyrie is like, you think this whole thing, you think he's gonna end up taking it, or you think they're gonna maybe? I would bet so much money he takes it. He, yeah, he has to take. Like, no, I would I bet think so he's... much money he takes it. This is Kyrie. You were talking about on brand for Kyrie. Sorry for honestly uh, talking over here, but I'm just saying. And in, in uh, on brand for Kyrie is causing a stir like this and then taking the thing. It, it's just funny to me that, like, you know, th like I understand. I think the top two arguments that I'm hearing against this thing is one: what if the government's injecting satellites in us, which is hilarious. Um, which, by the way, like. That's what your phone is like that people could track you through your phone. And two, like we don't know what's in it. But bro, like with all due respect, like 
you don't know most of the time when you're eating food, sometimes you don't know what's in your food when you're drinking something or you're buying something like from the market. You don't know what's in that. Well, there's like a bunch of stuff that you do like that you don't know what's in it and you just uh, you just trust the experts in the field to just make sure they put you in the best situation to make your life easier that's kind of like what society was built upon so i don't really i guess i really wish i had some more empathy here for the other side because typically i do take pride in myself for playing the devil's advocate in this situation but in my head i can't understand a reason to not take it and especially if there's a championship on the line for kyrie irving there's a championship on the line for andrew wiggins too man this is probably the most confident i've been in a golden state warriors team the jury's out on bradley beal but like this is something that could this potentially. This is the most confident you've been in the Golden State Warriors team. And and no, I mean, and since Kevin Durant <laughs> left, this is nah, Kevin I'm Durant you, left. I'm with you. You know what? I'm gonna. I was gonna say, I was never gonna say this, but I was thinking this in the car the other day. You know, I am very. I was very excited to see what Andrew Wiggins did this year. I mean, he took what I could only say was a leap as a player for sure last season. If you look at his stats, he improved. He became a winning player. He was, you know, solid on the defensive end. Tapping into, you know, maybe not number one pick territory, of course, but tapping more into that potential. Tapping more into, you know, you're, you can be a real guy um, on a potential championship level team. And so it's so disappointing that he's one of these guys that's coming out here. And, you know, again... I will just state this, you know, fully. Like, I respect anyone's religious beliefs, beliefs on, you know, things that, like, you know, private matters like that 100%. However, when you see what COVID has done to, you know, communities, families, our world, our shut us down for all this time, like, you know, I just will not be afraid to say I'm fully pro vaccine. Think they should all get the vaccine. Over 90% of the NBA has also gotten the vaccine at this point. Um, I'm interested to see who the other guys that don't get it are, because I'm sure there will, there will be a solid handful that don't end up getting it and that end up, um, you know, just missing these games because, you know, no one's going to make as big of a deal if a 12th, 11th man on a team get, doesn't get it. But I, I would just say it's selfish. And also Devin Booker is not getting mentioned in any of this. He like pulled the whole. Oh yeah, but you could still get COVID card randomly. Like, why? Yes, we all know this, but if you just do the quickest Google search on percent chance of getting COVID with a vac with the vaccine, you will see how dramatically low the odds are. So it's funny that you mentioned this because both of my parents got COVID over the like past like two weeks. Two weeks? Has it been two weeks? It's been two weeks. And it's crazy because I'm still living in the house with them. And they both got vaccinated, by the way. They got Pfizer. I got Moderna. I don't know if it, that's the reason to do with it. I'm unscathed, which blows my mind. But like my dad, if he didn't get it, I'm confident he would have been on like a ventilator because he was coughing like crazy. My mom lost her ability to taste and whatnot. And that's with the vaccine. So like I could only imagine how much worse it would be if they weren't introduced to some sort of um, mRNA like version of the pathogen to ensure that like their body at least had an idea of how it works. Thankfully, we're a very scientific family. Um, so like there is a 
baseline understanding. But just to close off on this, because I feel like we're getting a little bit too much away from basketball, is if you're drinking alcohol, then you sh- you have like that's way worse for you than any type of vaccine. So get the damn vaccine if you're an NBA player, please, so we can watch you crush it this so, year. Since I hardly talk during this, I'm just going to say I agree with what you guys said and I disagree with what Corzimba said. While I also agree uh, that Andrew Wiggins took a step forward, I am not. I was not excited to see what he did this season. All right, so uh-huh. you're disagreeing. So you're agreeing with the COVID stuff, but with yeah, the I, I, stuff, and, okay, and the fact that he took a step forward. But I was not excited to see Andrew Wiggins. You don't think he took any season. step forward? I no, I said did. no. I said I agree that he did. Oh. He definitely did. But I was not excited. All right. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess in terms of like things that I was excited for this season, that wouldn't rank top. That's 50. that's like last. That's, yeah, that's but, not okay, even. But up I just there. Meant, I just meant like when I thought of the idea, I was like, oh, I wonder if Andrew Wiggins. I guess I really was excited for it. Um, but it was like <laughs> yeah, it was. It a, crazy. I was wondering. It, it made crazy. me think. Like I was just like thinking of Andrew Wiggins. I was like, oh, I wonder if you know he could take another step forward with. With the younger guys as they keep you know in unless they make a trade yeah um yeah maybe maybe he is used as a trade piece with if kamenga or uh moody start to surprise who knows you know maybe yeah, but he did he just tank a, his value might have tanked it might have tanked it a might have tanked a it lot. because you know might've i would say a lot. um apparently curry sounded so disappointed we didn't even talk about that um curry's quote on the situation was pretty disappointing um, uh, I can pull it like up. he was disappointed not that his quote was disappointing yeah at the end of the day it's up to him it's no secret to that point we obviously hope that he has all of the right information the access to the right resources to ask the questions he has on making that decision oh god we hope he's available. We hope he moves in the right direction. Andrew, man, you can win a championship this year. Like, uh, straight up, like, Clay is coming back in January. You know, Wiseman's going to be back in uh, at some point. I don't know when exactly. I think they said January as well. You got two really good lottery picks. Like, don't mess it up, man. Like, you're a very important part of the team. And, like, I would be a little bit more respectful of your views, but just it completely scientifically just doesn't sound rational to me at all whatsoever is he possibly like a dnr uh, like a guy that doesn't like a do not resuscitate like guy that doesn't said, believe in taking oh medicine? man oh man oh man oh man like you see like is he one of i'm just that's what i'm wondering if like that's like his is, actual belief like that he like is like i like you know if can, i get sick I don't take medicine. I'm in God's hands. I wanted to uh, pretend. I love, first of all, how we're not even bringing up Bradley Beal. It's like, okay, Bradley Beal, you don't have to play. Like, it's all good. Like, we understand. Well, because Bradley Beal is actually not affecting. I mean, I still, like, think the, the same thing towards Bradley Beal. Um, in terms of like selfishness, in terms of like you could get, uh, you, you could transfer it to someone else. You could get someone sick. Um, all that. But the thing is, in terms of Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie, they're straight up just like right there saying, I'm going to miss half, half my games. Bradley Beal, that's not the case. If Bradley Beal, if that was the case, be the same thing. He'd be just under the same amount of fire. And Bradley Beal had COVID and had to miss Team USA because of it. And also, the crazy thing about Bradley Beal is that this isn't like a whole, like his mom and dad have the vaccine. Like he said, multiple people close to me have the vaccine. My mom and dad have it. Like, okay, just get it, man. I wanted to uh, close the pod with, have you guys been 
following along with the Nick Briz drama, the Savage Squad drama. I um, I'm, I know Nick Briz, and I I haven't no. You know what, guys? Fill me in. Like I I know Nick Briz. I know up until, I know up until him and Friga had that whole thing. I think Cash recently said something. I don't know. Let me know. Pretend so, I'm a viewer at home that doesn't know anything. So I think so, Mike should preface everything by saying there's a lot of he said, she said. And thank you. We should also explain who he is. We shouldn't just assume. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Nick Briz is a very, very popular IRL uh, NBA YouTuber. Um, and like basketball his videos, YouTube. basketball, yeah. I mean, sorry. Like plays basketball, YouTube. basketball. Not plays basketball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> plays basketball. Plays basketball. He's not yeah. in the league. He plays basketball. Sorry, guys, the sleep deprivation. Um, Do you think but, he could? No, I'm joking. Just continue. But like his videos are very, uh, I'd say, I'd say in terms of like production value and in terms of what goes down in the videos, it's very like, you know, these people wanted to fight, uh, very overly dramatized. Like it's very intense basketball games that turn very hostile and, you know, there's fighting involved and whatnot uh, in his oh. entire, uh, not like actual fighting, no, no, you're but like, right. I want to like, I, I want to back up your statement because I have his channel pulled up with his titles right here. Trash talkers were throwing hands. TikTokers yeah. wanted to fight. We got in a fight with Cash Nasty and Friga. Trash talkers jumped me. Trash talkers wanted to fight me. Pure chaos at the park, which shows like a literal brawl going on. Twip was talking shit, then got exposed bad. Miami trash talkers wanted to fight, exposed bad. Venice Beach shit talkers get exposed bad. They were shit talking shit, wanted to fight. Trash talkers were ready to fight. Trash talkers wanted to fight. Trash talker punched my boy in the face. Yeah, every, every title. <sighs> yeah, so like, uh, and wow, I thought he had way more videos, but he has like about 650K subs and there's two parts to the drama and fill in the blanks if uh, I'm missing anything, guys. The first part is, um, well, I think the very uh, core of this is he is showing apparently a reluctance to pay his go-to guy, Chris, that like, you know, he's like the most wild in his videos. Like he's getting in people's faces, like he's instigating. He brings a lot of entertainment value and his side of the situation. Him. Sorry, you hate sorry, it. But I mean, these well, guys yeah. suck, man. All right, before, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chris sucks? Whoa, whoa, they suck at basketball. They're fucking assholes. They're the biggest assholes I've ever seen. Look, I'm, look, Chris, I don't know if Chris necessarily instigate. I've watched a lot of Riz content. I think he shuts down. Is this the tall guy? But I could be wrong. I could be Wait, wrong. Wait, is this the Let's, tall guy? That's the tall guy. Yeah, that's the tall guy. Hey, listen, I've seen listen. him be a straight up scumbag at times. So that's all I have to say. Like, all I know is, I, like, if I was one playing basketball with these guys, I just wouldn't play. I would never associate with them. I hate them. I told you that the culture is like that at LA Fitness now. If you go to, like, any gym, I don't know when the last time you hooped is, but everybody's, like, on some savage stuff. And, like, I understand doing it for, like, content, but, like, when I'm just at the gym just trying to get a game in, and I feel like I got to respond to you because you're talking mess every yeah, single but play when we're both going home and to or to do whatever, you you know, we do and not go to the league. Like, it's, it's dumb. It's One, dumb. just because something else is wrong doesn't mean you can, 
that Nick Bruce is correct. But two, Devontae Freeman. Wait, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? I mean, by just that? because people are yelling at you in LA Fitness doesn't mean that this guy should be able to go around. Oh, I never said that. Your... How did you draw that correlation? I never because said you that. just well, you said that that's what everyone does now. No, but I was that was me complaining. That wasn't oh, me okay, co-signing. Okay. That yeah, was yeah. I'm saying like when you compare these videos to Frigga's videos, uh, you know, it's just like it's basically the 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 switch up between like just clickbait fighting obnoxious horrible people to like chill friga you know uh, having like you know a good time way more wholesome i would say but like dude yeah shout I mean, out to friga by sorry. the way dude. i'm just i'm so, I, honestly that like was just on my chest nick briz at uh, I love to also see him get chirped the other day on Twitter or whatever. Someone was talking shit to him. and was like, all right, fight me right now. He didn't do anything. So could, For me, I mean, uh, we, it's weird because I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, like, if this is what people are watching and what people want to see, like, like, it's like, you know, like. I, nah, like, I don't think it's sustainable. I think, I think. This it is. is like the, He's been doing it for a while and the views wait, have been can there. We, so can it's only been, been, it's been like six months we, where he's like really been. I think though he's that. He's getting like a million of videos. No, no I agree. But like, we'll see though, because you know what? There comes a turn. And right now looking at this, if you look at his likes, like months ago, months ago, but boom, like 97%, 97%. Now you look 75%. You like two, uh, Three videos, three videos ago, seventy four percent. I'm just saying the same thing happened with like Jake Paul. Look, in terms I, of his channel I and his agree, content, and people. I I don't like the content style, but I understand why he does it. Like, could we, like, could, we, it, could we? I'm sorry to cut you guys both like off, but guy, like though. if, but like if you're a viewer watching the podcast that doesn't know who Nick Briz is, you're probably confused as hell at this point. So like, can we? So like, can we give like a little bit of a background in terms of who he is, what the drama in regards to his content is before we give our takes on it? Think of a guy who, um, immediately before a basketball game. Goes into the bathroom, takes out a large bag of white unknown powder, does it all, <laughs> and then gets a text and his girlfriend broke up with him. And he then plays a basketball game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, like, do your so, thing. Bro, so, so, like, so, no, 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 no that, that's staying good. Oh, I love that. Oh, and the guy that he's playing, oh, and the guy that he's guarding is the guy that is the reason why his girlfriend broke up with him. He's now with so, his girlfriend. So, so like, being being honest, uh, like, and being 100%, like, impartial, Nick Briz is, so, there's two parts to his drama um, coming out. One is the fact that he's reluctant to pay his crew, um, and this is despite him pulling in so many views the guy's making like thousands of dollars easily what, what is he pulling like five million views a month uh, about maybe oh, yeah good for him for the views i don't i never want to so, you know i'm hating on the views whatever good for him for so, that it's just uh so, like even if it if even if it was these titles and this kind of stuff it's just the way that they carry themselves and the way that they talk and the way that they're just so crazy aggressive the way, the to way, everyone i the hate way i see it is is if you're mad at him and you know the way he makes his content then in a way you also have to be mad at the viewer so as so, long as there's an audience for it i understand why he's going to continue to do the same that, type of content so the other part of the drama is the fact that chris exposed that it's fake and it's scripted like it's not real it's like pseudo scripted so like the reason why cash nasty got involved from my understanding is apparently um, one of the members of Nick Briz's crew told Cash Nasty that 
he got like there was incentive for one of the crew members to rough up cash and there was even an incentive for him to swing at cash but he didn't swing at cash so that's how far it goes and so the drama is the fact that he's not paying these dudes which like he's trying to like he's doing some really messed up stuff like he buys them spirit airlines flights to like specific play uh, to like la so they could shoot collabs there's an instance why of him you, deleting why did you say why why did you say he buys them spirit airlines why did you why? say seriously no i'm not done i'm not i I'm flew not, i just recently flew spirit what's wrong with no, spirit, not, not, right? no 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 i'm not done not a, you said spirit is notoriously the worst airline oh yeah, come here on we bro go. look here we go coop, here we coop go. bro here next time go. you want to fly spirit send me your ticket i'll upgrade you for free bro you deserve it oh he's lying <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna know i would clip this bro bro what are you doing you got an amex platinum card and you're out here flying spirit like what the what the hell are you doing bro you bro? gotta like, stay fr- <laughs> you gotta stay frugal no matter what i, I like i agree I, i'm never gonna i'm never gonna knock someone you're right i'm never gonna spirit if you, gets you to the same place like you end if, up at the same location like if you're uh, if, spirit if, if you're right like no, no, no. If you're like, uh, the, honestly, props to you for having a uh, a what what is the best way to say it? A better uncom uh, discomfort tolerance than I do. <laughs> that's a that's a funny way to put What's it. What's a discomfort? What makes you uncomfortable about flying spirit? That like, bro, it's impossible. Bro, it's impossible for me to fall asleep when I see like three people throwing hands behind me, bro. Like, I'm sorry, that doesn't happen. Like, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> No, no, but oh, all right, look, I digress. Um, there, Nick Briz actually went in and apparently deleted uh, Chris's 1v1 like, footage with him collabing with Cash Nasty. Um, he's just very like overly frugal with his money. He's not hooking up his crewmates. He's trying to replace his crewmates. Um, it seems like Nick Briz just comes off as this guy that's like, okay, well, hurt to der. Um I know people like seeing violence. Let me. What what happens if you get Jerry Springer and throw it into fo, uh, into basketball? You get Nick Briz. Um, and look, to be honest, I don't have a problem with it being scripted or fake because, like Coop said, if that's what people want to watch, you know, and that's your lane, then okay, that's your lane. I personally wouldn't like to do it. It's too toxic for my taste, but that's your lane. I respect it. What bothers me is whenever someone doesn't treat someone that is working for them properly, you know, and I take huge pride in this, you know, like I go, uh, like I make sure I go out of my way to make sure everyone that works with me or works for me mentally is straight, you know, they're happy, they're taken care of, you know, like I'll give advances on payments, I'll give bonuses, I'll give vacations that are paid, like anything that you need to make sure that working for me puts a smile on your face is kind of like my brand's philosophy. My issue with uh, the Nick Briss situation, as someone that doesn't really consume his content on a regular basis, because I'm not really into that type of content, isn't so much that it's scripted or fake, because look, if you need a script or fake your content, there was a fake pranking phase. I get it. Do what you got to do to secure the bag, you know, like, but Damn, he really, my- you're right. Actually, he really is like Vitaly, but like, but just a basketball YouTuber. Yeah. And if that's what you, yeah. Like, I'm not going to hate on you for the type of content. No, we you can make. hate on that. They, they got hated off the site. So I mean, I'll I mean, like, that's horrible. Wait, you're not going to hate on them scripting. So that, that's also lying. So not only were you an obnoxious douchebag, 
but you're also lying about it and making up a script where you come off as an aggressive, hyper, crazy asshole, yeah, I'll hate you even more. Well, dude, the real world was scripted. The Jersey Shore was scripted. Some of like, you we know, know that that's scripted some, television. Like, like, low, like, I don't mean to hate on the people that consume the content because I sometimes consume like reality TV myself, but like low IQ, dumb content like that typically is scripted you know and that's just what he's appeal that's just what he's appealing to i watch it sometimes it's not the most intelligent content dude but come on you're going to tell me that if you're what if you're just scrolling through youtube right now and you see a 5v5 basketball game being played you we sh you should not have the expectation that that is just real we're I going mean, to just suddenly start giving him a card where it's like oh well the real world a reality television show is scripted at times, but a 5v5 basketball game at a park, we're going to just start l allowing that scripted yeah, screw that. Yeah, low key, like when we start doing our IRL content, that's going to be sick. Like we could do like some uh, some thumbnails of like Coop swinging at me, you know, like uh, it's really funny. Nah, we got to We got to get a thumbnail of you bench pressing Korzimba after a fight. It's yeah. really funny because <laughs> after it's, you threw it's someone, really a new guy, we find a window at the park. We throw it's really a guy through it. <laughs> It's really funny because, like, you know, I faced Flight in a 1v1, but shortly after I faced Flight in a 1v1, I faced another person in a 1v1. And I was watching his, like, 1v1 before our one, uh, like, my 1v1 versus him. I'm not going to name drop him because, like, he's a good, he's, like, a good friend of a friend. Um, but it was really funny. We were 1v1ing, and he, like, looked at me, and he's like, yo, do you want to fall? And I'm like... So this is what this industry is like. Like, so it's kind of like, it's kind of frequent in uh, at least from my brief interpretation and brief exposure that like people fall, people fake the like crazy parts of the games, and uh, that's just the way that lane might work. You know, I don't know much about it, but it's uh, if that's the way the lane is, then that's the way the lane is, and he just took it to another extreme. I think the messed up part, once again, is just not taking care of the people that made you who you are. That's I'll Dude, never... I don't think that's the way the lane... I agree with you with that, but I don't think that's the way the lane is. He's creating a lane, I feel like. like yeah, maybe you got told to fall. They're scripting fights and violence and all of this stuff. And that's also being, like, you know, marketed to... Kid, we're talking about marketing to kids. That's a whole like, okay, yeah, look at these five v five. Oh, this guy's getting two million views. Uh, getting in a like, you know, showcasing fist fights at parks. Like, not cool. Not cool. Yeah, I understand. And again, yeah. I think he's creating a lane. I think we should stop this lane. I mean, unfortunately, well, there have been there have been more people right, coming but... out. Uh, you know, making videos like this. I, 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 I don't think it's sustainable, though, because I feel like at a specific point, YouTube's going to demonetize it. Like anything yeah, that glorifies sure. fighting, there's no way YouTube okay, is yeah. going to like. Yeah, YouTube like, might definitely demonetize it. Like, if, I, like I, if, if, if I'm him, I'll drop NickBriz.com, NickBriz merch, buy a bunch of Bitcoin. Like, I don't see this as being a sustainable lane at all whatsoever. Like, Well, he'll still be with Ball is Life probably, but... Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, as a result, has he dropped a video ever since he dropped an apology? People hated the apology apparently. Um, but oh, I yeah, think people, people never just, like apologies. Yeah. Once you drop an apology video, you mess up. But like, you gotta uh, drop it. Like people never like apologies, but you still gotta apologize. The, the number one comment on apology videos is your apology wasn't sincere enough. Like. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, man. Um, any uh, any closing thoughts? All right. Well, my final words. You know, he'll never hear this. So fuck you, Nick Briz. I don't like you at all. Bro, we took like a yeah, we took like a brief little like break. You know, like I think we got like one pod in the past like month and i don't know what happened to corzemba since then man he like came back as like this has to be like corzemba's evil twin like come nah, back screw savage. that guy Sc- screw anti-vaxxers screw nick briz fuck you you're ruining the industry <laughs> fuck More the pelicans means selfish and nick briz is a scumbag that guy's what the a fuck, what the fuck did the like, pelicans do i i i can't i can't <laughs> scumbag yo oh my god man i i i like the new i'm here for savage corzamba man like i don't uh, care at all i mean he, that guy will never hear this but i mean like if he did i would welcome it i would love it but then he would just he wouldn't respond, but if he did, again, would love it. Yo, I saw him with him and Duke Dennis had some freaking uh, a quarrel, some random shit. And, and Nick Briz, you can look it up. Nick Briz, Duke Dennis. So you know what? If anyone wants to, if anyone is like, oh, yeah, why is uh, Mike, why is Corzema being so crazy about this? Look at this Nick Briz, Duke Dennis beef. I watched some YouTube video. Let me see if I can find the channel real quick. While you're doing that, I'll say I didn't know that he told uh, old buddy to punch cash or swing on cash. If that's true, that's crazy. I I didn't know. There's a lot to this situation, I guess. Doc up. Doc up. Nick Briz versus AMP beef. Everything you need to know. And it's just so stupid. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. Like like duke is is just so dumb it just shows how freaking like nick Briz just sucks as a person duke handled it well yeah um i love you guys man but you know i'm like on an 18 minute intermittent fast currently so i'm gonna go eat something y'all be good man i love you guys love you peace guys thank you for supporting and uh we will see you next time fuck you nick Briz.